Welcome to Podcast Pastor. My name is Hayden Pyle, and my goal is to challenge every listener to reconsider the essence of Christianity. Be prepared to walk away with more questions than answers, and let us begin this episode's discussion. If you were to ask me prior to 2020, if I would consider playing organ professionally, I would have probably replied, that would be amazing, but one, I can't play the organ, and two, I don't have access to an organ to even learn how to do it, let alone a teacher for it. In fact, if you were to ask me before March 2019, I would not have been even able to answer the question of where I was going to college which was a bit of a predicament, considering I would be graduating high school in May of 2019. I'd like to share a little bit about my story of how I even got to Evangel University in the first place, because it ties really well with the content of today's episode. I was born and raised in Springfield, Missouri, and my family has been pretty entrenched in the north side of Springfield for quite some time. When I was a senior in high school, I had plans of going to college, particularly to Baylor University in Waco, Texas. That was the dream school for me, but I knew I was going to have to sacrifice quite a bit to pay for it. To be thorough in my college decision-making, I applied to eight other colleges, mostly within the region of Southwest Missouri, and here's a hint for seniors and Those listening, please do not apply to nine colleges. I'll save you the headache now. Just don't do it. The ninth out of nine colleges I applied to was the one and only Evangel. My mom had gone there, but she reassured me that I don't need to feel pressured to go there, that I didn't need to feel pressured to go there just because she did. Evangel was in my backyard my whole life. I drove by it all the time, whether with mom on errands or going to work on occasion. It seemed like a neat school, but at the time when I was a senior, it was not on my radar at all, especially when I found out about Baylor and what they had to offer in terms of prestige and reputation. I really wouldn't have even applied to Evangel had it not been an email from the Vice President of Enrollment, Mr. Chris Belcher. He reached out to me after having read about me in the local newspaper. The Springfield Newsleader featured me, I guess, about how I had taken 45 college credits all during high school while excelling in music and journalism as well. One email led to another, and soon enough, I was connected with the music department at Evangel, invited to audition, interviewed for a top institutional scholarship, taking complimentary piano lessons, and once all the dust settled, Evangel had the best offer that suited my financial and academic desires. I went from shrugging my shoulders about Evangel to plunging headfirst, giving the school everything I have to offer. In return, I will be graduating debt-free with a Bachelor's of Science in Mathematics and a Bachelor's of Arts in Music. I'll also be graduating with 
memories and relationships that will just last a lifetime. And I think God has an incredible way of putting us in situations where we would not have put ourselves, whether voluntarily or not. As part of my experience at Evangel, I began taking organ lessons in the spring of 2020. My first public performance was during a chapel service about six weeks after my first lesson, and then it was spring break, which turned into a six-month summer vacation, sort of. Needless to say, my organ lessons for that semester were brought to a screeching halt due to the COVID pandemic. Regardless, my love for the organ only grew from that point on, almost to the same point of how much I love playing piano. I have been playing piano for nearly 17 years, though, so my love for organ grew at a much faster rate than that for piano. It has been an amazing opportunity to learn to play such a majestic instrument, and I've been told that I am blessed with a natural talent for it. And because of that, I have had several opportunities to play for local church services and guest artist recitals. Since I am usually the youngest performer in these recitals and services, I'm often encouraged by folks who are one or even two generations above me to keep playing. I will say, it is also beneficial for my wallet to keep playing. High demand, little pool of resources, you get the picture. Recently, I was asked to play during the prelude at a church where my organ professor attends. It is a more traditional liturgical church, and I have always enjoyed these types of services. I was also asked to fill in on the tenor line that Sunday, which was a great experience. To be a part of a chancel choir in a liturgical service, and to have played organ earlier during that service, just made me realize how much I actually enjoy classical music and using classical music as a form of worship. After the service, several church members commented about my playing, and they were just amazed at how fast my feet moved. They even invited me to come to their Sunday school class, which was super sweet, and it's also where the content of today's episode comes from. As I followed them to the classroom, I was just struck by the thoughtfulness of extending an invitation to me as their performing guest. When I sat down, I immediately noticed that I was the youngest in the room by at least 45 years of age, and no, I will not disclose my exact age. The other members of the class were eager to visit with me, though, and I felt really welcomed by them. The gentleman leading the class began teaching, and I knew from the very get-go that I was going to enjoy the discussion. This man was very grounded in what the Bible has to say, and he was even very thorough in his research with other theologians and commentaries on what they had to say about the passage too. He was also very open, though, and unafraid to make jokes and tell stories to keep the class lively. One story in particular started off this way. Most of us in this room grew up on the farm or in the country. We're not so old that we didn't have cars, 
so we'd often cruise down the farm roads after our chores were done. As we would drive along, wildlife often met modern technology, sometimes in unexpected and messy ways, but most of us farm kids knew which animals would be sure to move off the road and which ones wouldn't. Birds always flew off, rabbits and squirrels would dart away, but one animal that we would always have to slow down for was the turtle. <laughs> Some of us ornery kids would pick up the turtle and set him on a fence post nearby. And you've all heard the phrase before, when you see a post turtle, you know he didn't get up there by himself. And that was the end of his story. And this phrase is usually associated with politics, but the Sunday school teacher made a very interesting claim after telling the story. He proposed that Christians are post-turtles, where we've been picked up by God and put in a place where we could not have gotten to on our own. He said we are picked up from danger and sin and put in a place of safety and salvation. Now you may be thinking, a turtle doesn't need to be on a fence post, though. It could fall from it and hurt itself. This is true. But metaphorically speaking, if, we're, if we Christians are like a turtle, perhaps God puts us on a fence post to see if we will trust him to move us again rather than us trying to move ourselves. We could get down if we struggle to flip ourselves off the fence post, but we'll only hurt ourselves in the process. Alternatively, we could wait until God moves us to the ground, away from the danger of the road. Because in the same illustration, Christians and just humans in general are turtles in the sense that we can't fly or dart away from tragedy, hardship, pain, sin, or other vehicles that can seriously hurt or even kill us. We need the benevolence and compassion of God to save us from the danger of the road. And we need to trust that he is placing us somewhere safely. We are also turtles in the sense that we try to seek protection in ourselves. Our natural shells may be able to protect us from most predators, but our shells are not indestructible. If we think that our defense mechanisms will prevail all of the time, it unfortunately can be fatal. The passage of scripture that the Sunday school teacher referred to was Ephesians 1, 3-14, which says, How we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing, in the heavenly realms, because we belong to Jesus Christ. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. His unchanging plan has always been to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure. So we praise God, for the wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son. He is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his son, and our sins are forgiven. He has showered his kindness on us, along with all wisdom and understanding. 
God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. It is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure. And this is his plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because of Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us from the beginning, and all things happen just as he decided long ago. God's purpose was that we, who were the first to trust in Christ, should praise our glorious God. And now you have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us everything he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. This is just one more reason for us to praise our glorious God. Please don't cringe at the fact that I woke up at 5.45 a.m. on the Sunday that I was to play organ for that church. After immediately waking up, I proceeded to use a rowing machine, run two miles, shower, and eat breakfast all before 7 a.m. I must say, it was refreshing to get up and be that active. But as I was running, the phrase came to mind that God gave me air to breathe, food to eat, a refuge of retreat, rest to rejuvenate, and a mission to complete. What more did God give Adam and Eve, Abraham, Moses, the prophets, Jesus Christ himself? These are the provisional kindnesses of God. And sometimes we Christians do not acknowledge God for even those blessings let alone the blessings mentioned in the passage of scripture I just read, the blessings of being adopted into his family, the blessing of being redeemed from the debt of human sin, the blessing of salvation from eternal death. Instead, unfortunately, Christians try to cross the road of life with just a shell and a speedometer with one speed, slow. Once we start to cross that road, we find all sorts of peril along the journey, and our natural response to danger is to either tuck away in our shell or to stick our neck out and strain to escape it. However, if we rely on the goodness of a caring God, we may be placed on a fence post, in a place where we never could have gotten to ourselves to see a world higher up than our near ground level vision. And we do certainly have to trust God that he will carry us to safety if we will wait on his timing. So why throw yourself off of the place of safety where God puts you, even if you can't go anywhere for the moment? I mean, you never know. While you are sitting on the fence post where God puts you, God may be rescuing another turtle just like he saved you. Don't grieve God by your impatience to move at your own slow pace. When God could pick you up from that fence post, place you miles away from danger, and put you much closer to where you can survive 
and thrive. This is speculation on my behalf, but perhaps I was put on a fence post myself when I decided to attend Evangel rather than spread my wings and go to Baylor. Looking back, I can see the benefits for me of being closer to home at Evangel for so many reasons rather than to go somewhere else, especially somewhere out of state within the past three years that I've been a student there. I close with this thought. As we plod along in life, we can only go so fast anyway. Just like turtles can be picked up, if we let God pick us up, he can carry us so much farther, and we can accomplish so much more if we cooperate with him, rather than try to journey across the road by our own speed and our own shell. Again, this may mean we are placed on a fence post from time to time, but how much better to be immobile on a fence post than strewn about the road in pieces? This episode was produced by your host, Hayden Pyle and you can find more episodes on major podcast streaming services. Thanks for supporting this endeavor by faithfully listening and encouraging others to listen as well. As we end today's episode, ponder these thoughts and seek to apply them, because as we walk with Christ, one foot forward is progress. Until next time, I'm Hayden Pyle. And thanks for joining me in this reconsideration of Christianity.